Hello and welcome to Let's Drone Out, the best, well, the only UK FPV podcast sponsored by the lovely people from our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Let's Drone Out. In particular, we'd like to thank these guys. Art Faulkner. Mikey Dread. Wacky Wes. David Powell. <laughs> thank you, guys. You're the best. We can edit our podcast. Thank you. Telemetry. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to Let's Drone Out. This is show 237. Uh, I'm not Jack. You've probably spotted that already. I'm down here in the corner, Lee Schofield, also known as Painless 360. So we're down a couple of people. So Tony's not with us today. So uh, Tony's taking a week off. Uh, Jack's taking a week off. So I'm afraid you're stuck with the four of us. Uh, so tonight we have Curry Kitten. Hello. Hello. We have Andrew slash Frank. Hello. And we have Andy RC. I do. <laughs> so, Curry, do you want to do the disclaimer before we get into this, and then uh, and then we're, we're not going to get into trouble? Yeah, we'd better because we're talking about potentially inflammatory things. Um, so, any views expressed by any guests on this show, personal, may not reflect the views of the host or any participant of the show. Thank you. Fantastic. Well done. So, yeah. So uh, thank you for uh, tuning in. If you listen on the podcast, don't forget there's uh, a whole stream available with uh, historic LDO episodes as well. Um, I'm covering for uh, the regular host because unfortunately he's got other things on. And this is actually the third time I've kind of done the guest hosting slot. And each time, when I first started this, I'll let you into a little secret. When I've when Jack first asked me to come along and do this, I kind of wrote this little list of things that we can talk about on a bit of paper and kind of shared it between everybody. The first show we got through about a quarter of that list. Was that about right, guys? About a quarter? About, right. about a quarter? Yeah, so we thought, right. okay, we'll come back. We'll have another crack at it. We'll speed it up. We'll get through the rest of it. And the last show, we did about another quarter. <laughs> so, so this, so this time, and luckily there's less of us here, so we might actually get through the rest of the list. So, um, if you haven't listened to the other two, Back to the Futures, where uh, the first one we talked about the history of the hobby and we looked at the the last ten years and what's gone on, uh, and that kind of filled up the entire time, even though that was just kind of you know just a bit. And then last time we talked an awful lot more about. We talked about radios, our recommendations for radios, the free sky stuff, and then we talked about FPV goggles, and the rest of the list that I had here um, disappeared. So hopefully we'll get round to that. The first thing I want to talk a little bit about is something that's kind of been affecting uh, a lot of YouTube channels, and it's kind of cool that we've got Curry and we've got Andy, other side, because um, as people who make regular content, big box, <laughs> little box, <laughs> then what you what you tend to find is that uh, you get sent lots of stuff for review. So I, I know I've talked to, to to Curry with Wayne and I've talked to Andy about this as well. Is that you tend to find that, you, that it comes in quite quite regularly, and every couple of days you get a knock on the door, and there's some new piece of technology that somebody wants to do a video on or a vi- 
And because China has been closed since pretty much the uh, well end of January, was it really, when Chinese New Year kicked in, um, the flow of stuff has uh, has really stopped. I've only received one bit of technology to review, and I'll show you what that is, a bit of a preview of a video that's coming. This is the Hollybro Cinewoop. This has got the – thank you, Andy. Uh, the, this has got the DJI HD stuff in it. Um, it's quite – Quite a surprise. I thought this was a normal Cine Whoop style thing, so it would fit on the palm of my hand, and it arrived in a bloody great big box, and I, I kind of was surprised. But literally, this is the only thing that I've had in for review in probably five weeks. Um, and one of the really nice things about it is that normally you're always running to, uh, you know, do your reviews and stuff, and I found it really liberating that in the past five or six weeks – I've been able to do videos on lots of how-tos, tips, tricks, builds, loads of things that were on my list that I wanted to do videos about, but that I couldn't get anywhere near. I just wondered, you know, uh, Wayne, if, if you would kind of found the same thing, if you'd have the same impact over the last five or six weeks. Yeah, absolutely. I think I went on holiday um, in, when was it? Some sometime, and when I came back, it was just going into Chinese New Year, and that's when they they had the basically the Corona virus sort of broke out in China, and everything shut down. I so I don't think I've had anything literally um, since January coming through new. Um, it, it's never it's never really been much of a thought for me because I've always had uh, more ideas than I've ever had time to do. I, I have a whiteboard over there, and I, I write I scribble things down when I have ideas. And I still haven't got through all of them. So I've I've managed to do some builds because I'm a really slow, lazy builder. I, I'm such a procrastinator when it comes to sort of getting the soldering stuff out and, and getting stuff. So I've, I've managed to do builds. I haven't managed to fly them because it's been so, so bad. I, I've been working on my sim. Uh, I've had plenty more time to do that. And I've still got little projects dotted all around the incredible mess in my office that I've got got stuff to do with. So for me, it's been an interesting little break because um, when you when you do get stuff in, uh, something that um, people perhaps that, that don't do this don't realise is that they sort of look at it and like, oh, amazing, you're getting all this free stuff. But um, I, I mean, for myself, and I'm, I'm sure you and Andy as well, feel a great deal of responsibility when somebody sends you something that you want to get your um, opinion out and you know get a good video together that covers everything and that that takes an awful lot of time and when you've got a little pile sat next to you and you're like oh i have to build something with that i have to go and fly that i have to check this out and you need to spend a lot of time it's 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 quite a lot of pressure as well so it's it's been an interesting couple of months just doing other stuff and and having a i feel a little bit more chilled out about it that's really interesting andy what about you well, for me, um, yeah, I, I, I was I get sent so much stuff that um, I, I ended up with quite a backlog because um, I'm not one of these people to, uh, you know, spend 30 minutes with a product and then put a video out and say, you know, this is the best thing in the world or don't get it because I, I don't I don't believe that, um, you know. I, I don't think you could ever do a product justice by just spending one day with it. I'm just not having a go at other people. It's just that I, I did almost manage it for a while. And I was like, it, it's not fun. You know, I, I wasn't finding it fun. Uh, so take 
taking my time and actually, and I also thought as well, you know, th this is this could be somebody's only product or quad or or transmitter or whatever like that. And if I only if I if I'm putting out a video every single day, then there's there's no way that I could you know, um, catch it like a, a showstopper that I'll go, wait a minute, you know, you, you, you shouldn't get this thing. Um, so for me, uh, <laughs> I still haven't got through even that, even that up to now, still I'm not through that backlog because, um, now when I make a video, I mean, maybe I'm, maybe I'm spending too much time on it, but, um, I'll, uh, the, the short, just recently, actually, the shortest uh, amount of time it took for me to make a video was four days, and that was the uh, the Emacs Tiny Hawk race. It turned up four days before the the date where they say this. They have a very unique way of uh, doing stuff, as uh, I'm sure Wayne knows. They they have an embargo on their um, uh, things that they release. And I didn't even know I was getting this uh, damn thing, uh, but I opened the package and it said Emacs on the side. I was like, oh no. And so the first thing I did was rush to the computer and say, when has this got to be out by? And they said, uh, in three days time or, or something like that, three or four days time. I was like, oh my God. So uh, yeah, it was like drop everything that I was doing. And uh, yeah, so. Uh, and for me, that was a push. So I, I, I put a lot of time into the videos. And so and I, so I still got a backlog of stuff. Although, just like you were saying, um, you know, um, people, are, I, I've got a backlog of stuff. But at the same time, it's kind of pointless uh, posting videos about it uh, because people can't buy the stuff anyways. So, it, you know, it's not it's not that I'm posting the videos, you know, because I want people to buy them. But it would be frustrating uh, if I was to say, look at this thing. It's great. And then you can't buy it. You, like, you know? <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a real difficult one for me because uh, I'm like, I, I could clear this backlog of stuff. But on the other hand, you can't buy it anyways because the you know they're either not in stock or you know um, China's not even there and you can't buy it. So, well, I, I did some cool stuff though. Uh, I did my One uh, S uh, balance uh, lead thing that that was quite popular. And it's something that I've sort of always had an idea for, but uh, never had time to get around to doing. I'm doing a lot of stuff with. Um, uh, RC cars and land based stuff. So it, a bit had a little bit of time to do that as well. So that's what I've been up to. Good. Because I've heard of a couple of businesses going pop because they're quite relatively small, not particularly cash rich, and the, mm. the lack of products uh, for them to sell. They've just run out of money and had to sh close up shop. I was talking to people like ZOHD and Fatch and all those kind of guys, TBS and others are all kind of, you know, kind of getting on with it because China seems to be gradually opening up because um, they seem to be luckily on the other side of the coronavirus thing. But, the, but it's been fascinating for me to really see how important China is 
and China manufacturing, distribution, shipping, etc., is the hobby because it's just stopped all the new stuff coming out. Even the stuff that I was expecting to be released in February and now, it's mm. all slipped kind of six, eight weeks minimum. Um, so even, you know, I was even chasing Fat Shark about something that should have been out now. And uh, one, it was quite funny because uh, Greg at Fat Shark was like, oh, I need to chase them about that. Thanks for the reminder. But it, it, it's still not around. Um, and again, just a, a note there from, uh, I missed that one. Who that who was that from? But That the, was the, uh, Mr. Shady. Yeah, Mr. Mr. Shady talking about the fact he's ordering the modular, um, you know, and, and, but things are getting cancelled and stuff. Mm. So you're right. I, I think it's tricky because it, if you've had a product for a while um, and you put it up there, if somebody orders it, they may or may not get it. The order may or may not be cancelled. Um, but I'm like I'm like Curry. I've I've got a, a big list of things that you know when you when you're answering comments and you're replying to stuff on YouTube because I know yeah. we all do it. Gives you so, an idea. Yeah, yeah and, and sometimes it uh, if you're really busy, you can. And this is my issue that sometimes you're so busy because you've got this pile of stuff that you have to get through and other th- other things that you've committed to or that you've been asked to do that you kind of go and you go and you just give the answer and then you move on to the next comment and it's been lovely to have the time to actually think hang on a minute that's a really good question because i think it was was wayne was it you and i talking about electrical ohms volts and when yeah, we were yeah, talking we're, i was actually saying i was describing tony and his ineptitude with uh, electronics and you said that gives me a brilliant idea for a video. I should, I should talk about the basics. So, so I've got a basic bit. Yeah, hello to Tony. Uh, <laughs> the, the, but the idea was is that you, you know you know there's a lot of lots of people don't understand the difference between voltage, current, and resistance, and how they're all related, and you know what voltage actually is and how current works. Um, and from when I used to kind of teach that stuff, um, I use the analogy of a water-based system. So voltage is like the water pressure water current is like the electrical current and i thought you know what that would make a really good video so so there's been loads of those things so a lot of the videos that are coming out at the moment are um, are more how to's and and the stuff that i've been meaning to get to for ages so every time i i, I read one of those comments where somebody asks a really good question or it's a question that i did a video for seven or eight years ago that i probably wouldn't want anyone watching now because it's probably horrific um do, do you guys ever do that? Go back and watch some of your old stuff and you sit there kind of like that? Mm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, like, stuff. I'm a bit like, uh, same with music. Once a video's done, it's done, moved on to the next one. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Occasionally I'll do that thing though where I, I'll, I'll build, a, build a model with a specific flight controller and I won't do it again for eight months. And uh, get, yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and you do that thing where you go, oh, hang on a minute. Let me just have a look and remind myself how I do that. And you're watching it back and you go, could have done that better. Ooh, that's not very good. <laughs> yeah, um, doing that. that, yeah. So we've all been, but but the but the, the to finish my rambly comment, uh, answering a comment like that. So there was a one from today about another question, and it was like, actually, that's a really, really great question. Um, because I know if somebody's asked me on a video, it won't be that one individual who's struggling to find the answer or isn't sure about what it works. It could be 10 hundred thousand people who have that same question that you know the the video would be answer for um so yeah, i was just interested in what you guys had found because it's been a very dry patch it's it's opening up now i'm starting to get new things shipped across but it's just it's actually been really nice not to you know be at the uh, 
be running. I, I don't watch a lot of the guys who just do product reviews. Have any of you been looking at some of those other channels, how they coped? Um, well, you can really tell, I think, I'd be careful here. I've not done the disclaimer yet, have you? Yeah, we've we have. Disclaimer. Yeah, yeah. You're we have done the disclaimer. Have we done the disclaimer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. at the start. Oh, yeah. You, you, you notice the lack of content where, where it was a sort of daily basis from some people. And I noticed uh, Stuart, um, UAV Futures, was branching out into sort of talking about uh, what's coming in beta flight and uh, a few other little bits, which is a bit of a departure for him, certainly. Uh, yeah, um, I haven't. I, I have to admit, I haven't been watching them. I just noticed the titles coming up. But without, normally, when without I, naming well, names, uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just going to say. Normally, when I was clicking on like my subscriptions for YouTube, I get sort of a page full of this is what's happening, and that is that is so far down. It's like I remember refreshing the page this morning. It was like one extra video from from something else. Whereas normally, you'd expect a whole bunch of things coming up. So it's certainly made an impact on on people who make videos just generally yeah i think it has I, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing because sometimes the amount of content that gets kicked out um i mean because the, the cool thing about the thing about i love about andy's video well all three of us actually we we don't tend to get something in and have it for two minutes and go it's the best thing ever with every single product you tend to there's there's a balance of well this is good but this is a bit meh um, and we, tr you know, and if and if we are trying to or be under pressure, I know I call my videos first look rather than a review. If I, I think, I think, first, I, think first, I think first look looks are okay. Um, it's just that I think I think if you're up front and you say it's a first look rather than yeah. it's a review, um, then then I think that's fair comment because it's amazing. Like the EV three hundred Ds, you know, when they first came out, you know, doing a kind of a first look video. They look great, but it's only when you start to play with them out in the field and flying fast, you think, oh, hang on a minute. And then the the lag issue started to, you know, people started to spot that. Um, oh, <laughs> you're welcome, Mr. Shady. Uh, so so actually, that's a great example. You know, going back to that thing about the comment, somebody asked me a comment. Mr. Shady asked about, can you have the um, uh, sound files that you get on the radio, Free Sky Radio, in Companion? And I was just going to go, oh, yeah, you just go here and you type. And I thought, actually, no, it's a video. So I did a video and then pointed it to him. And that's a great example of the stuff I was talking about. Mm. Yeah, yeah well, I, one I, of the I, things oh. – sorry, Andy. I was just going to say, one of the things I get asked almost continuously, and it, it makes me think I, I must do a video about is, can I have the sound files? These are the, the strange sounds from my Tyrannus of my daughter when she was about six, <laughs> which all the inflections of everything is completely different. And – Sounds a bit like the Red Queen from Resident Evil. Uh, people ask that so much because they don't appreciate that you can record your own sounds and put them on there. So I must, um, it's on the board as a to-do, but it's like show video about how easy it is to record stuff and replace your entire sound file. Yeah. If you want and, and also underneath that, report people asking for the files for, of your six-year-old daughter. Uh, well, people would, just what? assume it's a download somewhere. Where would you get oh, this? I see, oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. like amber amber pack, small, young child pack, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Be careful searching that. Yeah, um, yeah. No, what I was going to say, ironically though, Lee, about what really annoyed me about the EV three hundred Ds is, um, I spent probably the the best part of two weeks with the three EV three hundred Ds. 
And uh, it turns out that, um, you know, because there were uh, pre-prod, um, a few are, y y you got yours and uh, did your latency test. I, I had no latency problems with mine whatsoever. And this is something that, uh, I, so to be fair, I did say, look, these are a production version and mine were completely different than when people bought them. Mine had RPSMA, uh, antenna right, things. Right, yeah. Uh, where, so, so, um, I, I received them like ages before they got released. Um, and I didn't, I mean, I, I was doing like crazy freestyle and, and, uh, there's like no, no way that I had any latency issues whatsoever. I believe they've been fixed now anyways, with a firmware update or something, but, uh, e Ishin's a bad example because they are not consistent with their products. So I was annoyed about that one. Cause all of my comments were, why don't you talk about the latency? And I was like, uh, mine didn't have any latency issues, but yours obviously did. They're, they're a different, they had a different firmware on them. Yeah, and, and actually, that's that is one of the issues, isn't it? Was sometimes getting the pre-prod units that you do a review and the and the actual production. I mean, look at what happened with the the Fat Shark HDOs. You know, my my pre-production yeah. unit was amazing. You got yours, and it had light leaks, and they had to fix that. So yeah. it, it, that's the other danger that you and and sometimes we're not told as reviewers that they are pre-prod, even yeah. though I always ask. You know, they go, oh, no, 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 that's if there's no changes, that's the that's a production version. Well, it might also be in the actual production process. You know, as far as the designers are concerned, it might be exactly the same thing because that's not too uncommon that you go to a, a manufacturer and say, I want, you know, a small batch, the pre-production run that's, but you get it, it's all good. So you say, yes, I want more of those, please. And you get those. And without any notice at all, it's completely different from what you've previously had, even though you've just said, I want more of those things. And that is kind of a thing you have to deal with when dealing with these kinds of manufacturers. What, what annoyed me about the EV300Ds, though, is that um, I, even though I'd said in my video it was a, a pre-prod, luckily that time, what's that say? I've just taken a... Uh, <laughs> But for Emma, Emma must the be the one that sounds like she's trying to have sex with you all the time. It's the seduction voice pack, I call it. Yeah, it is. So for those listening on the podcast, the reason why we've just all laughed is Clive FPV commented that his wife has made him take the amber voice pack off his radio because it's it sounds too raunchy. Um, and, and, <laughs> yeah. But, but, so we've just made us all laugh. Clive, that's brilliant. Thanks, mate. I've got he keeps that. crashing when, he, uh, when he's flying because he's pressing certain buttons. Yeah. <laughs> so 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 andrew go on you were just saying about the pre-production stuff yeah what annoyed me about that one is i mentioned it i they they actually told me you know actually what you've got is like one of the first sets it's pre-prod so i mentioned all of this in the video i think i even said it's kind of hard to review a product when you know it's pre-prod so take all of this with a pinch of salt and i i got comment after comment what about the latency? What about the latency? And I'm like, did you not watch the video? It's a pre-prod thing. I think, and then that everyone's assuming that you know, just because the production versions got latency, that my pre-prod one must have had late. Uh, but if you go and look at uh, uh, um, Wayne mentioned UAV futures, actually, he uh, 
did his review and didn't seem to suffer any latency either. So I imagine he must have. You'd notice. I mean, what did you say it was? Lee, 100 milliseconds or something like that. It was. It was over 120 milliseconds. There is no way I would be able to fly. Especially, I mean, I was diving down the middle of trees. You cannot do that with 100 milli. You can't do that with 60 milliseconds. But people were still. So, anyways. We'll move off that topic, but it's a bitter one for me. That it's one. interesting <laughs> what Frank said, though, because I I don't generally get pre-prod stuff, but I've had plenty of times when I've put a review out and then people have, were saying, I've got mine and the motors are different or the mm. props have changed or something. Mm. And uh, as Frank said, it's not necessarily... Because I, I figured maybe they just changed it halfway and didn't tell anybody, but it could be that it was like an early production run and when they ordered the next production run, different things came along with it for whatever mm. reason. Well, the, the weird thing was is, uh, is uh, just to go back to, to kind of ram home this point, the, the whole Fat Shark HDL thing was, um, you know, Andy, you bought them and then came around to my house and we were sat in my back garden because um, you said, it, it, this is not the same. So you tried mine on and you tried your HDOs. And uh, and I uh, luckily, I, I know Greg at Fat Shark. So we pinged Greg at Fat Shark and went, Greg, there's a problem. And Greg was, is there? So actually, we took photos. Do you remember this, Andy? We sat in the garden taking. So I was taking photos on my phone and pinging them to him. So we went to the fact, and what it turned out was the factory had decided to change the plastics on the side doors without without asking Fat Shark, and had just arbitrarily, probably because it was tuppence cheaper, had changed the plastics, and they weren't optically opaque. So they were they were bleeding light through. So then you know there was a whole hoo ha about about that stuff. So sometimes it's not even the manufacturer; it's the it, it, it's not the vendor; it's the manufacturer making decisions and swapping parts out um, without actually letting people know. It is a little mm-hmm. bit like the wide wild west for some stuff. This episode was recorded in front of a live online audience, downloaded and edited to make sense when it's played audio only, censored to please the iTunes people, hosted on the internet, forwarded through to your podcast provider, downloaded, playing on your device, and is now playing in your ears, all thanks to our Patreons. Consider joining them and you'll also get other online benefits. Find out more at patreon.com forward slash let's drone out. I'm just conscious that Andrew slash Frank has only said about 50 words <laughs> in the 25 minutes of the show. Um, so let's move on to the next topic. Cause I want to speak to Andrew slash Frank and it does feel weird calling you that on this show. Cause um, <laughs> I call you Andrew in real life um, is, can we talk a little bit about the mini show, mini air show update? Cause I'm still not sure whether I'm booking a hotel. So, <laughs> so just for everybody listening, the mini air show has been something that Andrew slash Frank still weird has been organizing for the last four or five years uh, based down just outside of Winchester. It's been a, a great place with the minimum amount of oversight for everybody in the hobby, all aspects, wings, uh, quads, indoor, outdoor, people who are interested, who just want to go along, people who just want to kind of come down and, and, and meet all the people who are there. It's been a really great welcoming place. And it's changed a little bit this year. And last time we spoke about it, just to provide a bit of context, it turned out of uh, it turned out that the the way it was being organised this time meant that Frank actually wasn't involved, um, and that potentially meant that the whole way the 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 show that we've all start loved wasn't going to be the same. Now that last time we spoke was about what three weeks ago, some three four weeks ago, something Andrew? like that. Um, so what what what's the latest? So the 
Tickets are up on uh, the Popper Mayfield Eventbrite page. So if you either go to Popper Mayfield's page or you can go through, you can still find it through uh, going facebook.com forward slash mini air show and then finding the MA6 event. And then there's the, the link to the tickets there. So if you want to get tickets, that is the way you can get tickets. So they are live. Um, I'm still waiting for a bit more explanation on exactly what the different tickets mean. I'm not entirely clear myself. So uh, as soon as I know what's going on there, then I will pass that on. Um, but there will at least be... So there's 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 a, a bunch of teams that are lined up to do some flying, uh, some like displays on, on the kind of main flight line. It's going to be basically the same layout as, as last year. So... There have been plans to use one of the manned runways and make it a much bigger event, but that's been scaled back, I think, kind of with everything else. Big events are maybe not going to be going too well this year, and this is kind of a, a way to um, mitigate some of the risk there. Um, so it's, it's going to be basically the same layout as last year with the, the model airfield, the, uh, the FPV racetrack, and the marquee in between. Uh, so on the racetrack, there's going to be, uh, I believe, KQRC are running the uh, FPV racing, and that's that's kind of being organised by them. The main flight line is being organised by the Southern Area BMFA, and and they're doing uh, that side of things. Um, and so there's going to be, you know, sort of scale models and that kind of thing. Uh, I don't know if there's going to be an FPV slot on the main flight line. I don't know how it's going to work out with the the evening flying, how that's all working out. So I'm, I've, I've asked those questions, but I haven't heard back yet. So I'm still, I'm still waiting on the details there. Um, but in the marquee, there will be the team in the airshow volunteers doing a lot more building simulators, uh, all that kind of stuff. We will be um, putting that on in the marquee. Uh, we've, we've worked out. Uh, where, where to get some holders and kits, hopefully. So we'll, we'll be putting some stuff together. Uh, so if you wanted to come along and scratch build some stuff in the marquee, come and join us there. Fab. That all sounds a lot more positive than last time we spoke, because last time it was you needed a BMFA certificate and there was all that goodness. So has have they kind of ret retreated from that position a little bit? Because it sounds more like the show that we know and love. Yeah, it seems a lot more that way, um, but I'm, I'm still, because I think they're, they're still working out, I think they're still drawing short straws for, for who has to be flight director and, and, and kind of nominate who has to do what. So, uh, you know, all, all the kind of the schedule has been sorted and the layout's been sorted and the tickets are live and everything like that. So there's definitely an event happening. But the, the... Ah, but I, I I hate to be the person to step in and say this, but and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say the word, but has has the c word, not the normal c word that we <laughs> we like to it's say. It's worse trouble now. Has yeah, has what? the has has the c word ever been brought up? Because just conscious that you know April, uh, there are events in April getting cancelled or have already been cancelled because of the C and the reason I, why I say C word is there's a particular word that if you say at the moment online, uh, you, you will, 
there'll be consequences if you say it on YouTube, believe it or not. So I'm going to... Well, we said it was already. It's fine. Coronavirus, uh, we don't know. Who uh, knows? <laughs> oh, I tried. <laughs> you did. You did. You did. Well. Than C yeah. word to me, I yeah. have to say. That was, all, that was almost as fancy verbal footwork as when you were trying to describe that system of stretching an image without uh, mentioning <laughs> the name. That was very oh, good, Andy. Well dynamic, done. You mean dynamically stretching video? That's what it Yeah, is. that's right. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's it. Yeah. That's what it's called, isn't it? That it is. And there's no brand names involved in it. So mm -hmm. just to finish, Andrew slash Frank. So basically, you're still not involved in it. We're still not clear on what's going on. But it appears to be going in the right direction. But in April, as... as um, Andy RC quite rightly pointed out there may be an impact if there, there's additional things happening in the UK because of the virus. So yeah, we, we may be scratch building like some masks, and uh, I think Fraser's got some plans for uh, an oxygen generator. So we'll you know we'll have that going on in the corner. Right. You just have to hand out kind of like rubber gloves and surgical masks. It'd just be yeah. like a re regular evening just, at, just um, stay at Tony's. Like a, a wingspan apart from each other, it's fine. <laughs> a regular evening at Tony's. You should, Jack would have been the better person to. Uh, well, pick, yeah. Uh, he's got his he's got his special drawer, anti blessing. <laughs> must, must not go there. No, let's not go there. No. Um, you don't want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> not really so it's cool okay so keep us up to date uh we'll put a link in the description if you want to go and have a look at the tickets for that um and uh, hopefully you know there'll be more updates to come but thanks andrew kind of covering that for us so next one to talk about then and i know this is something that andrew that andy i see that you're quite interested in um last time since last time i was on there's been an awful lot of stuff happening in the states around the reaction and uh, a coordinated response to all the proposed legislation and remote ID and all that stuff. Um, I know that's something that, that you wanted to talk about. Well, you know, what, what, what's your thoughts on what's been happening over the last uh, four weeks? Yeah, I mean, the, a lot has been done, hasn't it? But I, I'm not sure what the impact has been. Maybe, maybe people in the chat are more up on uh, what the actual um, – result of it was but obviously there was a, a protest that that happened and i believe quite a lot of people turned up actually i think um as a pro like people were worried that only 20 people would turn up at this faa protest but i think quite a lot of people turned up you know uh some of the signs made me laugh because they they uh i think it, i saw a, one sign that said god loves drones uh <laughs> Which I don't. If you're not familiar with the Westboro Baptist Church, you hold picket signs. That that there's they say something a bit similar to that, but slightly more offensive. <laughs> well, uh, at the risk of being yeah. controversial, I know speaking to Jack at the end of last week, Jack, Jack has decided that what we need to do is actually start a church. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then and then, and then and then claim kind of you know religious freedom. In which case, you know that it cannot they can't do anything about it and it just needs to be a global church and it has to be the, the church of RC or the church of drone. So I, I, you know, that was his idea and I think it's got merit. We might have to make budgets. Oh yeah. We, we, yeah, we, actually with... sorted out, yeah we, we elected a God last week. Yeah. I missed that. Who, who was that? Well, I said it should have been you Lee before. Oh, before. I'm not, I'm not, we no. said you were a disciple uh, and God was Sharpie. 
that was it. Yeah. Okay. Now, well, I, I, I think we decided to make Lee an apostle, didn't we? Just to up oh, him yeah. a bit. I right. said okay. it should. I said if Sharpu's <laughs> going to be God, then it, Lee has got to be Jesus or something at least. You know. Right. Yeah. Apolo- <laughs> apologies to everyone out there who is deeply religious, who are just just about to spit their cornflakes at the at the radio. Um, yeah. But but going back to the point, I know there was there was things about like get FPV have been doing things and kind of like you know hiring lawyers and stuff. They've been, but uh, I read online that the number of petitions and things wasn't particularly. Um, big in terms of the online p- stuff that people were signing. I think, I think it was the number of comments was the problem, was it? wasn't wasn't it? Yeah, when it, because there were the proposals and then you could comment on it. And I think uh, they 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 didn't get the number of comments uh, that they wanted. But I believe the FAA protest from from what I saw and have read on the internet, people uh, thought it was successful. I mean, you know how much of an impact it has, I don't know. One thing that's happening for sure uh, is that uh, race day quads are uh, taking the, uh, the FAA to court uh, yeah. for a legal battle. And I think that's probably got more weight behind it. You know, um, that I think there's a GoFundMe. Uh, I, I haven't got a link to it but i'm pretty sure there's a gofundme um to sh- uh, they're putting they're pledging their own money um to pay for it and um yeah because so, Ty- tyler sent out an email didn't he which, which kind of detailed all that stuff uh yeah I, that was a couple of weeks ago i, I was really impressed with that because i know race day quad sometimes comes in for a bit of uh, grief about road to riot and the other things that it, they're involved with but actually you know, good on good on them because it, if it gets picked up by the media and the media start looking into it and it gives a platform for the other side of the argument, then that's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. Also, yeah, I, I haven't looked in detail, but I, I, the, the US is so litigious that you often find cases that people are taking the government to court and winning, and they're taking it all the way up to the Supreme Court because it it there's some amendment in the the Bill of Rights that they decide it it it's. Uh, it's oppressing against or something like that. And it's quite often people manage to get things overturned on small technicalities like that. I so think, it, it's uh, got more legs than signatures, I think. I think what surprised some people is um, that I think it, Amazon actually, uh, I, I mean, I don't know if this was just them covering their back or whatever. I believe Amazon protest, uh, protests remote ID and I know DJI certainly does as well. Uh, I is mean, it, is it, sorry, Andrew, is it worthwhile us talking for the about what remote ID is? Because um, I'm, I'm I'm conscious that a lot of people have have kind of read lots of things about it. Did, and do you know what it actually is? Who who's that addressed to? Sorry, yeah. Andy RC. Sorry, I, oh. there's too many Andys. Andrew slash Frank. <laughs> I mean, Andy, Andrew slash Frank probably knows more about it than me, but essentially remote ID is, uh, um, it, it, it's, it is what, what it says that you have to, I mean, there's, you know, there's, there's so many rules. It's ridiculous. It's about sort of having a, a beacon on your models that can be uh, tracked by online. Um, and I think, um, is there... The um, exemption that 
it's like if you're at an AMA field or something like that, or desert, there are designated, uh, you know, clubs or fields um, called, are they called fleurs or fleurs? I mean, uh, I'm butchering this, aren't I? <laughs> Andy, do you know, can you explain this better than I can? Um, or, uh, But I, I know, that I think that is what the deal is, basically. Uh, an electronic tag on every drone that isn't in a designated uh, field, which obviously mm. for for park flyers and kids and, and stuff like that, you know. That's interesting, because in the UK, light aircraft. Freer, that's it. Freer, right. sorry. The light aircraft in the UK don't have to have that kind of system on board. You know, they, it's it's actually a higher standard for something that weighs 300 grams than something that's got two people on board and, you know, weighs weighs a quarter of a tonne. It does seem a slightly disproportionate thing. Andrew slash Frank, do you know any more about that from the stuff that you've been involved in here in the UK? Um, so I know there was talk about bringing that in the UK and they looked at it and went, we've got too much to deal with at the moment (laughs) for another few years. We'll get on with what we're doing at the moment and we'll come back to that later. Maybe someone else will have thought about it a bit more by that point. But I think looking around there's, cause there's the, the way that the FAA have proposed is by, like, uh, Andy said, by having kind of servers somewhere back you know that are run by different companies and you sign up with one of them and your your drone reports back to those so that anyone going around can look it up on an app or website or whatever and find out who you are and where you're flying and all where you are standing while you're flying and all this kind of stuff um but i think the proposal in france which i think is actually coming into effect at the end of this year, but don't quote me on this, but there's a lot of stuff going on in France. I think it was written into the law in France at the end of last year, at least. Um, but they're looking at saying uh, it can be either that or it can be um, so just broadcast from the drone itself. So not necessarily going back to a server somewhere, but just being broadcast from the drone. Because that's so how ADSB works, isn't it, I think? Uh, yeah, it's that, how it it's, works, it's how yeah. the uh, stuff works with the aeroscope. Um, so that's kind of a bit more of a accepted standard, but I think not as many people can make as much money out of it. So maybe that's why the <laughs> FAA wants to go this other route of running servers to do it all the time. Um, but what, one of what the outrageous the- comments that somebody might be doing something because it'll make more money for somebody else. That's why it was interesting about these companies who are being blamed. You know, this is why people say, oh, it's, it's, it's Amazon. And then Amazon turn around and say, oh, no, we, we don't want this. <laughs> it, it, it's <laughs> like on their own drones track, do they? What, what I found um, interesting and what I thought might stand up in a legal case is some of the banners people were holding were basically saying, um, let us fly on our own property. Because, of course, that would effectively make it illegal to fly on your own property unless you have one of these things fitted. And these are the your own property where you can, like, fire guns and, and do stuff like that. But you can't fly a, a you know, 300-ground drone without getting in trouble unless you've got something attached, which I thought might be the sort of interesting I don't, legal precedents I don't know about, but it seems like you could certainly argue that 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 must go against the spirit of something somewhere on that big list of freedoms (laughs) they're so keen on in the US. There's got to be an amendment that covers that somewhere, right? 
Surely. Yeah, you're free to do what you like on your own land, basically. I think it should be there anyway. We we hope so. We hope common sense prevails somehow. Yes, yeah. let's keep our fingers crossed because I'm I'm yeah because I'm still hoping that here in the UK that they realise it's just a complete waste of bloody time and eventually give up on the whole daft idea of registration and we get and you know then it goes the way of dog licences, but we, we live in hope. Yeah, yeah. Oh, going back to something that you said earlier though about you know that there are small unmanned light aircraft uh, and they don't have to have anything they can uh, essentially you know just fly. Um, uh, I, I read uh, a, re a reason why that is, and uh, it unfortunately it sort of was justifiable. Have we talked about this before, Andy, on the show? We probably have. No, I, I just read Fraser's comment. That was all. Oh, right. Fair yeah. enough. I, th I think we have, and, and, and it's the fact that the pilot is putting their own life in jeopardy. Yeah, um, so, so, they, so there is an element of responsibility they have to have. Yeah. Um, although, you know, seeing some some videos on YouTube of microlight and uh, paragliding, <laughs> I'm not necessarily sure that... that, that I, 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 it's, it's, it's not just that, though. It's the fact that... Um, be, you know, if if a uh, manned aviation, uh, if they do something silly or, or, or you know, if they crash, they they will usually find the person who's responsible for it. The problem with the drone is that uh, the person who's responsible responsible for when all of these, uh, you know, light aircraft start uh, being hit by drones and falling out of the sky, that they can't find the person who's responsible. So, so, what, so what, what, what do they do? Is it in the radio then they kind of wire it up. So in the event of a nasty crash, it kind of electrically shocks the, uh, the, the operator <laughs> and calls 911. Cuff yourself to the radio. Well, you wouldn't be able to let go. You'd be like that. <laughs> and then, you know, calls for, calls for the paramedic. It works like a, a taser and just fires like the little, yeah, uh, the prongs into your paper. chest. Yeah. We'd all have really thick jackets on. It'll yeah. be yeah. Mm. That's the answer. There we go. We fixed it. Because the, the, the other the other kind of distinction that's often made um, when when people are kind of talking about this stuff uh, about from a manned aviation perspective and kind of why are there more regulations on on unmanned aircraft is is you know the the principal safety um, kind of idea in the air is see and avoid. Um, and that's a lot harder when something is small and thin and black rather than a big, great big, you know, parachute or something. I missed a trick for today. We should have um, pulled up the latest air procs report, shouldn't we, Andrew Slash Frank? And I'd we'll have to do that at some point, yeah. We need to do Next time I'm on, remind me, we will do that because I, I love having a good laugh at those. I was at the pub talking to a pilot today about those things, and it just it just makes me laugh. Tw you know, 10, 15 years ago, anything that was weird, seen at altitude, was reported as some kind of UFO or a weird set of lights or whatever everything that they see that they don't understand is immediately reported as a UAV. Even yeah. if it's a UAV that physically can't exist, it's a drone. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Yeah. But um, just kind of relevant to that, because um, there's there's also been a lot of news recently about uh, Grant Shapps made the announcement that uh, CAA or the UK generally won't be aligning itself with the ARSA um, after the end of this year, kind of the general assumption has been that the UK would stick along with Iaza because it's still next door. Um, Grant Chaps has said, no, we're not going to follow Iaza, but I'm not going to, I, 
but don't expect that to change anything because effectively it's the same people who've been part of the CAA writing the rules for IAZA are going to be writing the rules for CAA and it's still going to be the same situation. It's not going to change any of the context or the research that they're working from. So you can ignore it all. It's not going to change anything. Speaking of ignoring things, there's some, there's some comments going on between Mr. Shady, uh, Fraser, and a couple of others about the exemption that uh, has been extended. <laughs> I think it is worthwhile covering that because there is an awful lot of confusion. People don't understand it. Uh, mm-hmm. People think they can and can't do stuff. Um, sorry to kind of actually do this because it wasn't kind of in the plan, but Andrew Slashfank, can you just very briefly explain what the situation is. So let's assume that the pilots we're talking about have their A A certificate or certificate of competency through BMFA, FBV UK or others, and uh, but haven't registered yet with the CAA, but they're a member of one of those approved large organisations. What do they have to do between now and is it the end of June? It is, yes. The end of June uh, is when all of the new rules are now coming in. Uh, so watch, now, watch this space because it's changing all the time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so they've uh, pushed back the. So there, there was an exemption so that you could uh, fly above 250 grams without registering uh, with the CAA or getting an operator ID or any of that stuff. Uh, that's been pushed back now till July. So as long as you've got your membership details uh, and the exemption and you print those off and keep them in your back pocket or in your transmitter case or whatever, you're good until July. But you've also got to have your certificate as well, don't you? Or is it just those two things? Uh, Good point. I can't remember off the top of my head, but might as well put that in there. Why not? (laughs) And while you're printing things, better safe than sorry, right? Yeah, absolutely, because Sod's Law says. But so, so what it actually means, just for those of us in the UK, if you are already a member of one of the large model associations, you've done your competency, then uh, that is all you have to do. You don't have to pay your nine quid. You don't have to sign up. Uh, checking with them, I, I actually check with them. You don't have to put your – if you've already registered, um, you don't, one, you don't get your nine quid back to, uh Thanks very much for that. Yeah, cheers for um, that. Uh, yeah, cheers for that. Uh, and the other thing is that uh, you don't also, if you have been issued with an operator ID, you don't have to put that operator ID, I understand, on your model until the exemption runs out. Um, oh, one other quick question. I did have a really good question from somebody at a club the other day, which is if I've got a if I've got an operator ID and my mate's got an operator ID and we're at the club, and uh, I want, I'm going to fly his plane. What what do we do? Do I do I take his number? Do I take his number sticker off? Do I put mine on? Um, and by the sound of it, and again, don't quote me on this, but it was it came. Uh, Simon, um, the, the guy in charge of FPV UK, was very generous and kind of answered my kind of wacky question. It it basically boils down to common sense. If you're just having a quick buzz around the field with a mate's plane, you're both aware of that, and you're you're both in the same place, and you know who's flying then it, it sounded like it's perfectly fine for that little flight for you not to change over and everything. Um, but if you were going to lend a model or a plane to a pal who's going to have it for a couple of weeks and fly it when you're not around, it probably makes sense for you to remove your operator ID and have them put theirs on it. So it's kind of common sense. Really. It's not like whenever you, know, you, you hand over the sticks for your mate to have a go, you have to say, hang on a minute, I've got to land it. 
and then carefully, you know, scrape off their operator ID and put your own sticker on it. It's not quite that draconian. Uh, but if but you've got to remember that if the if something happens and that model goes down, the person they're going to contact uh, about that is the one whose operator ID is on the model. So just be aware of that and, and kind of uh, use common sense. That's an interesting one from uh, Richard. He says, uh, I've got the PDF on my phone. Is that good enough? I would have thought so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would have thought die. so. Just if your phone dies and... Uh, I actually I actually have them printed out and laminated uh, in the back of my flight bag with the FPV UK insurance and the exemption. Um, just more because uh, if I am flying in an area and someone comes up to me and goes, you can't do that, it's illegal because that's the voice they use, then I can pull the piece of paper out and go, actually, I'm flying under exemption, blah, 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 quote a load of te technology numbers and bits and pieces, and they'll just hopefully be baffled and just sod off. So I, I tend to have them printed out so that, you know, it, it's also something that I could show to anybody um, who wants to, you know, argue the toss or is interested in, in what I'm doing. I think if you reprint your, um, at least for FPV UK, if you reprint your insurance document, it will print out who you are and what certification you've passed as well. So you've got it all in one one document there. Then you just have to have the exemption as well. Great. Yeah, Jason, it's not my laminator. It's my wife. She's a teacher. <laughs> uh, okay, so we've got eight minutes left, and we st and oh my god, we still we still not got back to this. this uh, did Back to the Future have a fourth bit? Um, it should do. Uh, it's a video well, game. Can you can you can you count hot tub time machine? Let's call it that one. Yeah, yeah, definitely hot tub time machine. Yeah, it's not canon, but we all know it's the same universe. Yeah. So, uh, so last time, let, let's get back to some of the recommended kit. We talked about radios. We talked about the fact that Free Sky used to be the one that we'd all recommend, but now we're not, we're all a bit about the the way that they've been executing with the radios and OpenTX and some of the closed methodology they've been doing. We talked about goggles and came to the conclusion that there's loads of different choice. Uh, Fat Shark is a really good choice. There were loads of others. Um, and that it really was what would fit on your face. And, you know, what because it was a very kind of subjective decision. Um, the thing we were, we were lamenting about, if you remember, is the fact there isn't anywhere you can really go and try them out. Um, because... So, you know, I've had goggles here that don't fit very well and don't, and the IPD adjustment isn't fantastic. I'm sure other people have had the same. I mean, I've got the, you know, the DJI HD stuff here and the fit is terrible. You must have to have a face that's shaped like a breeze block in order for the default foam to fit. Um, but, you know, it's a bit, a bit of a shame when you spend 500 quid in a set of goggles, put them on, you go, oh my God, that's really horrible. Um, so we've done those two things. Um, I, what about some of the other stuff. So some of the things like, cause I know, um, Andy RC, you've done a lot of the, the little indoor toothpick stuff. You yeah. know, that was one of the things that if you had to choose like your top two or three for that, for people, what would be on your list? Uh, so are we, are we, we're talking for sort of like beginners or just, so I think getting... that's a great way. I think that's a great way to do it is it, you know, the beginner, the intermediate and the advanced kind of pilot. Cause, cause the thing is a lot of people, it's a great, great question you're asking. Cause a lot of people, when they get asked, what should I buy? We'll give the answer based on what we would having flown them for five or six years. Uh -huh, exactly. but, that, but, but that's not the same model that if, if, it's a, no. if it's the first proper one. So yeah, whichever way works for you. I think that's a great way to think about it. 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I think we covered like um, the the direction before, didn't we? Where I said there's there's two directions you can go: the simulator route, which I think is probably the best because you can crash over and over again, uh, and uh, th then then you can buy buy your model. Um, but what, one of my uh, favorite uh, like sort of line of models is the the Emacs Tiny Hawk. Uh, they're really reliable. Um, the the Mobulus Six. Um, yep. I'm actually uh, would because uh, I received mine uh, so late because they were just that popular. This thing is just ah, oh, it's a game changer. Um, it, it's brilliant. So, um, but yeah, somebody commented earlier. I can't remember who it was, um, but they said ordered the mob ordered the Mobulus Six. Um, but it's not uh, the order cancelled. Yeah, I think that's a really bad thing to do because um, what what's happened? I, you have to remember our section of the hobby is very small, and um, financially it has impacted the hobby greatly. And, uh, hobby companies and. Um, so, so they're they're behind, right? So if you have got an order and you're canceling it, thinking that um, oh, I'll just wait until they're in stock. If you cancel their order, your your orders, um, then they're going to stop making them. Um, so I I would say, uh, you know, don't cancel your orders. Be patient and wait because if we could end up in a situation where I know for a fact. The, the j just talking to uh, retailers and, and individual companies, as I'm sure you all do, um, there are some people that may have to shut up shop because, um, you know, the, the waiting time is so long, but that's because they haven't been making them and, that, and it takes time to make this stuff. So I would, I would say, you know, be careful canceling orders just because, oh, you know, um, it's going to take this amount of time. Yeah. It's going to take that amount of time for it to reach the UK because everything comes from China. Yeah, no, Mr. Shady's just qualified that, and it, it was a two-day processing when he ordered it, and then when, as soon as he'd ordered it, it, they upped it to 32 days, which is why he's cancelled it. And I, I guess that, that, that kind of makes sense. I had that same issue with the uh, replacement base plate I ordered for the Tyro 79. It says, oh, yes, we'll get this to you next week. And I was like, I don't think you will, but I'll, I'll try it. And then I <laughs> ordered it and it immediately said, oh, this will take a couple of months. All right. Uh, okay, I'll wait. So, yeah. Curry, what, what about you for indoor flyers? Have you got any for ones indoor? that you've, it, have, have kind of impressed you? Things like the Mobular and the Tiny Hawk? Almost exactly the same as Andy. In, in my written down stuff, I've written down the Emacs Tiny Hawk, certainly for a beginner. And I've only had the, the original Tiny Hawk. I haven't looked at the two or the, the other one. Um, I think Emacs do such a good job on their tune that immediately I could pick it up and I could just let loose with it. And so I think that's quite friendly for a beginner point of view. If you want to go and really rip and you're a little bit more experienced, I think that's where stuff like the Mobula comes in. And what's what's that Beach FPV one that I can't remember, which is, it feels almost the same as the Mobula. Um, again, very hard. Are you hard. talking Mobula, Mobula 7, are you talking the Mobula, about? The Mobula 6 I'm talking about for indoors. Oh, what, uh, and uh, what for more, and a more experienced person you don't you want to choose see i i, I would say um that i would say they're pretty even stevens when it comes to uh 
the the like from a beginner's standpoint. Yeah. That's really I interesting. Because I, yeah, I, 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 I would agree with a handful. Yeah. yeah. If if you look at the settings in Betaflight, the amount of expo and stuff that's in Betaflight, if you look on both of them, the, the way it's set up and tuned for Emacs by default is a much softer, more forgiving setup than is. Uh, for me personally, the Mobula 6 is just, it's flight like you stole it territory. Um, whereas the Emacs is a lovely, relaxing flight. You can make them both fly the same. By tweaking, but I know with, and again, we might be in territory where, you know, like we talked before about pre-production units and stuff, but going into beta flight and looking at the differences, um, there was a huge setups and differences in things like rates and expo and stuff. And it was quite clear that Emacs were kind of, on the one that I had, were going for very gentle flying, which would suit beginner intermediate pilots. And the Mobulus was definitely more for the kind of, you know, more towards the higher end, because the Mobulus 6 is just... It's it's ridiculous fun. It just puts a it's big a stupid grin in your face. Yeah, what, what I always like to do, Lee, when I, when I get a quad, is I like to fly it as it came without fiddling with yeah. anything. Yeah, and uh, although you can, as you say, you can go and tune them down from a beginner point of view, especially if they're coming into beta flight cold, it's a bit intimidating to look from that. And that's why I always think Emacs do a much better job at saying you can just take this, you can fly it, and when you're used to it you can zap it up a bit as opposed to having to get something and bring the throttle down and bring the, the rates way down and, and all sorts until you get the sort of mm. under control a little bit more. The problem that I found with the, the tiny Hawk and those low rates is um, you, you're talking about the first version, aren't you? But the second version uh, is 2S capable, you see. Um so, yes. uh, so, so, so was the so was the first one. It came with a one S and a two S battery. But if you fly one S indoors, mm, it, don't it think so. Terrible. I guess one S only the the first one. I think the I think the fir very first one was one S. But there's been so many different versions. So, so, so basically, <laughs> we're, we're all we're all kind of in agreement. Emacs. Yeah. Uh, make amazing stuff and at the moment the best is they're going to be your Mobula 6 the quality in my experience with Mobula 6 is, is not at Emacs level but it is more like a like a highly tuned sports car as opposed to uh, to a little bit of a truck which the Emacs stuff is yeah out, out of the box yeah it's more it's more angry but uh, it's, it's, it's difficult to put yourself into a, bit, a beginner's shoes my, my the issue that I had with the the docile rates with the Tiny Hawk is that if if you've bought it and you stick 2S on it and fly it outside and it's windy but you're stuck in angle mode it's set to 25 degrees so <laughs> So the tiniest of breeze and the thing will just fly away with the yeah. wind. That was my uh, issue with the tiny hawk. Which don't, I don't fly outdoors in angle mode. No, no, oh, I do that, crow. I did that. I did exactly the same thing. And the problem is, as I as I increased the power, try and bring it back. All it did was increase the altitude, which <laughs> which, which was not helping. Uh, cool. Okay. And, and I'm just conscious we've been going for an hour. We managed to get one more thing off the list of recommendations. Thank you, um, yeah, there's only another six to go. Um, thank you to everyone for their time tonight. Um, I'll start wrapping things up here again. Uh, you know, support everybody, support the hobby. If you see somebody that needs some help, get involved, share your experiences, share the love. Uh, we're all in this hobby together. We've got enough people on the outside of it taking a pop. So uh, don't let's not try and uh, give them any more ammunition. Uh, tonight uh, for LDO237, you have had Curry Kitten. Goodbye. You have had Andrew slash Frank. Night. And you've had Andy RC.
Tata. I just want to give a quick shout out. Uh, a couple of days ago, the uh, 2020 lineup of the Drone is Life sponsor pilots were announced. Uh, so I want to give congratulations to NGFPV, G Crashcraft, DSMX FPV, Banded FPV, Saul FPV, Smokeout FPV, Speed Sloth FPV, and our very own Aries. So. Well done, guys. Congratulations. And I have been Painless360. So, as always, happy flying and goodbye. Bye. Bye. Telemetry lost.